Hey, welcome to Teb's Talks, the Prometheus podcast. If you want to check out more of the things I do, head to jasontebs.com. Hey, what is up, everybody? It is Teb's Talks, the Prometheus podcast. I am your host, as always, Jason Tebs, and I'm going to be upfront. If you're not, if you don't care to listen to me do a podcast episode about World of Warcraft, you can click away. I'm not going to be offended. I don't expect this episode to get as many views amongst my regular listening audience, but. I'm going to talk about World of Warcraft because it's a game like I love and cherish um, that I've been playing for the greater part. I've been playing World of Warcraft longer than I haven't been playing World of Warcraft. And it's like been a big part of my life and it's a game I'm very interested in. I can talk about whatever I want on my own podcast. So to give a bit of context of what's happening for those that at this point have stuck around and don't know what's going on with World of Warcraft and the game at large... Let me try and break it down as quick as I, as I possibly can. So the game releases in 2004, um, and then it has an expansion three years later, well, two and some years later, called The Burning Crusade, right? So the original 2004 release, people call that vanilla. People th- call that original World of Warcraft. Then it gets an expansion pack. Now, World of Warcraft is an MMO, a massive multiplayer online game. So when an expansion releases, players can't go back to that old experience. So they get a Burning Crusade expansion, then a Wrath of the Lich King expansion, then a Cataclysm, Miss of Pandaria, um, Warlords of Draenor, Legion, Battle for Azeroth, and now we're on Shadowlands. So we're on technically we're on the eighth expansion, which is the ninth iteration of World of Warcraft, and. If you're playing World of Warcraft, like, you can't go back and play those older versions. Now, two years ago, the development team released a copy or a version of World of Warcraft that you could play that was like that original copy of it. That was released back in 2004 with, you know, some updates and... It's not like a one-to-one comparison of what it was in 2004, but it's a pretty close comparison. And it's kind of like the best thing that you have that you can legally play if you want that old experience. Well, now they're about to release on June 1st a copy of the first expansion, which is the Burning Crusade. So they're going to be having the original vanilla. It's called WoW Classic now. Um, And now they're going to have TBC Classic. So... Again, it's not going to be a one-to-one comparison of what the Burning Crusade expansion was back in 2007 to I think it was 2008 or 2009. I can't remember exactly when. Um, it's not going to be a one-to-one comparison, but it's going to be pretty darn close. So now you're kind of all caught up to speed. But there's huge controversy going on in the World of Warcraft realm. And that is a lot of people are saying, hey, we want that authentic experience that we had back in 2007. You know, we want to play the same game. We want to have the same things that were in the game there. We don't want anything extra. You know, quality of life changes, fixing things here or there, that's that's welcome. Like, making the experience better would be a plus, but not, in, not adding anything erroneous, we'll say. Well, it got announced this week that Burning Crusade Classic will have level boosts and it will have special mounts that weren't in the game back then and it'll have cosmetics that weren't in the game back then and they're kind of monetizing a lot of different things a lot of different ways so if you want to boost a character so instead of doing the leveling yourself you just pay money 
and your character gets all the way up to level 58 and then you can take it from 58 to 70 that's going to cost $40 $40 to skip 58 levels of leveling and you can only do that once on your account now if you want these special mounts and you want these special cosmetics as well as 30 days of game time and the level boost all of that extra stuff wrapped together it's $70 now what's happening is because right now we're about to get the release of Burning Crusade everybody has well not everybody but people have characters on these original vanilla type servers that they're planning on progressing into the Burning Crusade so the idea is much like back in 2007 where the game was like okay hey, we're on the Burning Crusade expansion you can't go back there's that similar idea going on. We're taking these servers and we're taking them from vanilla to Burning Crusade. And you can't go back. But what you can do is pay $35 per character you have. And some people have 12 characters or more. I think you get like 12 character slots per server. Anyway, some people have like 12 characters, right? You can pay $35 and clone them to keep them on new servers we're releasing that will be this original vanilla style of server. Are you confused yet? If you're not like already into World of Warcraft and figuring out and already know what's going on, possibly. What it really comes down to, the two main things that people are upset about is there's a lot of monetization happening where back in 2007, there wasn't monetization for these types of things. And they're adding things to the game that just weren't in the game back in 2007. Now, at the end of the day, Blizzard, who is the company that makes World of Warcraft, is a company and they can do whatever they want with their own game. They have that right. But as somebody that really loves video games, has been playing video games for as long as I can remember, you know, plays a wide variety of games, and has played World of Warcraft since he was about 13 years old, and I'm 26 now, so half of my life I've been playing World of Warcraft. I mean, off and on, but I've always had an interest in World of Warcraft that whole time, and I've always kept up with it, even though I wasn't playing with it. It's kind of a... It's kind of like a kick in the nuts. A lot of people are upset at World of Warcraft for a number of different reasons. The game has changed so much from 2004 to now. It is a completely different game. So the latest and greatest expansion and i say latest and greatest like loosely but the latest expansion shadowlands is almost unrecognizable from that 2004 original game that came out shadowlands is almost unrecognizable from 2007 burning crusade shadowlands is almost unrecognizable from 2008 wrath of the lich king so this latest expansion has so many changes in the game that you would think like, oh, sure, they might be made by the same company or they might be in the same universe, but they, they can't be the same game. And when you come down to it, they're not the same game. They're different games. They're under the same IP. The, the game has progressed slowly but surely to where it is now, but it's not the same game. So, so many people wanted to go back to the game as it was. And they got that wish. And it wasn't perfect, but at least they got something. But there were glaring issues with this relaunch of like that original vanilla type World of Warcraft. 
and those issues just fell on silent ears. And a lot of issues in the latest expansion falls on completely silent ears. Players will ask for things and request things and give feedback, and it almost seems like the company doesn't care what anybody has to say. And they just make these decisions that don't make any sense to anyone. But somehow it makes sense to them. So whatever they're looking at, they're gauging things one way. And at the end of the day, they're gauging the dollar. But that almighty dollar is kind of ruining the player experience. So now there's this huge moment happening again for the game World of Warcraft where people are going to be able to experience that burning crusade time frame of the game a lot of people consider it to be the greatest expansion that there was for world of warcraft i hear burning crusade being the greatest wrath of the lich king um the original vanilla being the greatest and like missa pandaria those are like the four that people usually will throw in when they say hey what's the greatest version of world of warcraft you usually hear those four and usually in that order and all of them for slightly different reasons you know there is definitely one of those things where when i look back on when i first was playing world of warcraft it was a much more magical experience and it was a completely different time in my life so it meant something completely different than it does now and a lot of things going and in, go into what somebody would consider their favorite expansion but people are going to get to experience this burning crusade era of the game which is way better than the original version and yet here comes blizzard which is owned by activision saying okay here you go you can have your original burning crusade experience but we're going to monetize it in a way that it was never monetized before we're going to charge you 40 dollars if you want to have a character just skip to the burning crusade content skip all the way to level 58 and can just go into burning crusade we're going to let you buy a mount that was never in the game and we're just adding it for this experience and giving you some other cosmetic goodies and just some other things here and there and that'll be 70 whole dollars also if you want the chance to play the character that you leveled all throughout this original vanilla experience of a server we have and you want to keep that character as it was because you have a lot of status and a lot of symbol and you've had a lot of achievements there and you want to continue to show those achievements and continue on that experience as it was, but also play and continue your character on, we're going to charge you $35 per character to do that transfer. At the end of the day, like the level boost, it's one per account. And I am somebody where it's like, yeah, I, I would love to experience this burning crusade i don't have a character that's ready to go into that content so i was honestly considering buying a level boost if it was like ten dollars forty dollars not a chance so now i'm sitting here like well i would have played world of warcraft but i just don't have the time to go through all of that now the counter argument is jason if you don't have the time to level up your character by this point to have it prepared to go into this next expansion for the burning crusade like you're not going to do anything with your character when you get into the burning crusade like you're not going to get leveled up you're not going to experience all that other stuff and to that i say yeah i'm not going to be raiding in that expansion i'm not going to be top dog i may never get a character to 70 but at least i want to step through the dark portal enter the outlands and experience parts of that game and maybe get a character to 64 
before I realized, hey, you know, I'm putting too much time into this. I got to invest in other things. But now I got to take a character. My highest level character is, I think, 49. I got to finish that all the way to 60 to even be able to get into that other content. So that sucks for a lot of people. And that's an astronomical price. And then the fact that there's a boost in the first place is just the complete antithesis of what that experience was all about back in the day like leveling was such a journey so much of what you did was leveling like it took time you progressed you learned your character you really built it you you had experience and stories with it and that was all part of the journey and now a lot of people are more destination focused especially if you've been playing the game for like 13 years as i have or even longer and you're like okay i don't want to level another character i just want to have a character ready to go i understand why level boosts are in the game but forty dollars that's kind of steep. The craziest thing is having to pay $35 per character to be able to maintain a version of them, how they currently are in this vanilla replication where you have all those achievements, you've cleared all the raids, you have all the gear, you have all that stuff to show off and you want to, you want to hold that. And there might be days where you're like, hey, you know, yeah, we're playing Burning Crusade right now, but do you want to jump over and do something in vanilla real quick? Like we have our characters there and we can bounce back and forth. But no, it's $35 per character. So it's forcing you to say, well, I guess I won't get to have these experiences again. Or, well, I guess I'll maybe level up another character and do it all over again. But nobody wants to do that if they're going to continue on to this other expansion. Sure, I don't mind if there's like a dollar amount barrier to entry to like copy characters over just for like infrastructure, the the time and resources it takes to make those copies and get everything set up to be prepared for those copies. I don't care that there is a monetary monetary barrier to entry. I just think that $35 is astronomical. And then $70 to get amount that was never in the game and other cosmetics that were never in the game ridiculous these prices a lot of people i've heard a lot of people have said like look it's one thing to have prices on all these things or even have them in the game in the first place it's a whole different thing for how high these prices are and the crazy thing is there will be plenty of people willing to pay all these prices to get all these things and do it that way and Activision ran the numbers and Blizzard ran the numbers and it's going to bring in an income. Like at the end of the day, they're a company, they can make money how they choose to make money. It's just when you're on a, when you hear that Blizzard as a company as a whole lost 29% of their player base in the last year, especially during a time where everybody was stuck at home playing video games, but their revenues were up. You just got to think like they are milking the last remaining players for every penny that they have keeping the quote-unquote whales just to keep their game moving suck the last money out of it and they don't really care if it actually dies or not they don't care if it gets put in a graveyard or if it gets put in a i forget what the official like term is called but a uh we could call it a coma right where they don't put any more development time to enhancing it they just let the servers be and people can play it and how it is it really seems like blizzard is heading that direction probably guided by the hand of Activision. It sucks. This is a game that just felt so epic. It felt like the developers were part of the community. You know, there were some interesting things. There were some questionable choices all along the way. You know, whole expansions like Warlords of Drainer are just 
seem to be a huge question mark. But slowly but surely, there are just signs. And this is just the latest one where it's like, come on. It looks like you're killing the game at this point. The last thing that a lot of people are upset about, and this has to go with the, the extra mount that you can buy as part of the deluxe edition for 70 bucks, you get a mount in the game that was never in the game previously. And here's the issue with that. In Burning Crusade, way back in 2007, mounts were a hot commodity. They were hard to obtain. They were incredibly difficult to obtain. Just a basic mount. And they introduced flying in this expansion. So you could, like, get on a mount and fly in the Outland, which is, like, where the expansion takes place. And even getting flying was a huge achievement. And then they had all these cool mounts, like one's called Ashes of Alar. It's this phoenix. It's fiery. It looks like absolutely nothing else in the game. It is completely unique. You had to go into a raid. You had to kill a raid boss. And you had to get lucky to have this thing drop and get lucky where it goes to you over the 24 other people in your raid. So it's like a 0.1% drop chance or 0.01, something like that. It has an incredibly low drop chance. And then you got 25 people in that raid that all want that mount. It is a beautiful mount for its time. It looked unlike anything else. And if anybody was riding that mount in World of Warcraft, they were the shiz. They were the coolest person. They, They stood in cities, they got on that mount, and people stopped to look at it because it was that cool, it was that unique, and it was something to strive for. Cool, unique mounts distinguished, and cool, unique armor and cosmetics distinguished the high end, the top, the best of the best from the rest. And now, oh, you can pay $70 and we'll give you a completely unique mount that's going to look unlike any other mount and you'll be part of that cool kids club. So it completely devalues every other mount. The mount that they're introducing is like this, it essentially looks like a big old lizard thing, right? There is no other mount in that expansion that looks like that. It is a completely unique mount. Every other mount, of that similar type, a ground mount, a mount that cannot fly, is like a horse, a wolf, you know, a rhino-looking thing, an ostrich, a skeleton horse, a panther, a little raptor, like, but you have a bunch of models of these mounts. So you got a blue raptor, a green raptor, a purple raptor, an orange raptor, a green raptor, I think I already said that. You've got, you know, a brown horse, a white horse, a brown and white horse, a gold looking horse well not gold looking but like the lighter brown looking horse um you've got a skeleton horse you got a skeleton horse with like red drapery you got a skeleton horse with blue drapery you got a skeleton horse with purple drapery and then you have this phoenix flying in the air above you or you know there were some other cool ground mounts that and i can't think of them off the top of my head there was like this huge raven it was like this raven that you could get. It wasn't a flying mount. If I Was it a flying mount? I can't remember. It might have been a flying mount. But there's this dope looking raven from one of the dungeons. You know, there's this super sick horse and super sick armor that you can get. So it's different than a regular horse. It's different than the skeleton horse. It's like a badass horse with badass armor. And when you were on one of those mounts, there were no other mounts like it. 
and you were cool. And now, oh, what's that mount? That looks way cool. Oh, I paid $70 for it. Like, come on. Like, yeah, okay, Ashes, that's cool. We've seen that before. But look, there's this brand new mount. How do you get that? Oh, you paid $70 for it. Whoa, I didn't know that you could get a ground mount where you can ride a lizard. Like, I've never seen a lizard in any of the vendors. None of the none of the dungeons or raids drop this lizard mount. Where did you get it? Oh, I paid $70. Like, do you hear how asinine that sounds? Now, let's compare. The Shadowlands expansion has a lot of mounts that you can buy. You know, the game just progressed in that direction. If you're playing... The main Shadowlands expansion, we call it, you know, it's called Retail. You can buy a flying rat. Um, You can buy, like, cool-looking dragons. You can buy horses made out of stars. You can buy, like, really cool mounts that look unique, that don't match any other model in the game, but you pay for them. It's kind of expected in Retail. Like, it's there. We've lived with it. What people wanted to do was go back to a time in World of Warcraft where the coolest looking shit was obtained by doing the hardest difficulty of something or coordinating 25 people to go into a raid and kill an epic boss or getting so good at player versus player where you were like the number one person at fighting each other, like you're the number one fighter. It was skill and merit that distinguished people. And now... Blizzard's like, okay, cool, we'll go back to that time, we'll let you pay it, play it. And everybody's like, sweet. And then they say, by the way, we're gonna we're gonna put something cool and awesome in the game, and it's gonna cost 70 bucks. And plenty of people will buy it, they'll make plenty of money off of it, and everybody else though they'll play the game either way, but they'll see that mount every single time, and it's just gonna be depressing thinking, wow, these developers really don't care about the experience of their players. And then you contrast that with Retail World of Warcraft, where it's just the same. These developers don't care about the experience of their players. I was playing Shadowlands. I was really enjoying Shadowlands when it first came out. It came out in November, right? It came out in November 2020. I was loving it. It was great. It was the most fun I've had in World of Warcraft in a while. The first raid came out in December. I was raiding with a guild. It was great. It was the most fun I had in World of Warcraft in a while. And then after kind of the honeymoon period wore off, I realized there were some things in the game that were just such a miserable experience where I just quit cold turkey. I was like, it's not worth my time. I've had my fun and I just stopped playing. Now, I'll jump on every now and then just to see what's up, do a little things if I'm bored. But hearing what the developers have planned in the near future for the latest expansion and hearing what they're doing for the release or the re-release of the Burning Crusade expansion, it just doesn't make me want to play the game. A company loses 29% of their player base, yet profits are still up. Let that sink in. A company loses 29% of their player base, of their customers. They lose 29%, but profits are still up. How does that happen? aggressive monetization of stuff like this where you're paying $70 or $35 per character clone or $40 to boost a character to skip some leveling. Aggressive monetization. They've fired a ton of people. They are taking one of the most beloved 
franchises in the history of gaming that shaped a generation of people that found its way into mainstream culture that redefined how people play the MMO genre and video games as a whole. And they are sapping every little bit out of it and killing it. What company loses 29% of its customers but has increased profits if they aren't doing that exact thing, just sapping the last remaining bits? They are bleeding it for what they can. They've slit the throat and they're just collecting the blood. And the second that last drop falls, they will not care and they will discard the carcass. They'll cook it up and eat it to try and get, you know, the last remaining morsels out of it. I know a lot of people that regularly listen to my podcast, like, do not care about World of Warcraft. And I know that I'm not, like, wide-reaching enough where random people are finding my podcast and listening in and would be interested in this topic. I talk about it because, again, it's just, it's a game I've loved. It's a game I've been playing for half my life. But it's also something where, like, this is the direction a lot of things are heading in. Especially in video gaming, right? A lot of things, EA Sports, like the FIFA franchise, the NBA 2K franchise, the Madden franchise. Everybody keeps saying it's the same game year over year and they just find more ways to pull money out of their customers. It's just like, I feel like there's a bigger thing happening. Not everywhere, not for every single game. Grand Theft Auto 5. That came out in 2013. There hasn't been a new Grand Theft Auto in, why can't I math, eight years. There hasn't been a new Grand Theft Auto game in eight years. And they just find more and more ways to make money off of Grand Theft Auto 5. You can you can use real world dollars to buy more and more things in that game. Cooler cars weirder wackier guns like they just find ways to make more money rather than actually making the experience better for their gamers or for their customers like for the public for the consumer i don't know it's sad to see what was once a great giant just stumbling and killing itself it would be one thing if another game came along and did everything better And that's the other sad thing about it. No other game has come along that's in the same genre that itches the same itch and has done it better. The biggest competitor is like Final Fantasy, but that has like a slightly different people that like it caters to that I don't think I would be in that exact audience. It'd be one thing if another company came along and just had the vastly better product and everybody migrated to that and they got wiped out by a competitor. The sad thing is, is World of Warcraft is still at the top and it's hemorrhaging itself. It is killing itself. Oh, how the mighty are falling. So there are games on the horizon, New World being one of them. I don't think it'll take everybody away from World of Warcraft. It's just a different style game. Ashes of Creation, which is probably going to come out in 2022. That's a huge one people are looking at. And then Riot Games that makes League of Legends is making an MMO that will probably come out in 2023, 2024. And a lot of people are looking towards that. It's like, will World of Warcraft even still be in development at that time? I don't know. Because at the rate they're going, I don't think they will. Anyway, that's it for this episode of Tub Socks, the premier podcast. 
Go ahead, like, favorite, share, follow, rate the podcast, whatever you do on your respective platform. Check out my website, jasontubbs.com. Follow me on Twitter, Pummelhead, and Twitch, Pummelhead. Um, hope you have a fantastic day, and I'll catch you on the next one. Peace out.